What is up, DGAFers? Today we are talking about signs that you're dieting, but you don't actually know that you're dieting. Yeah, and this is a, a fun topic, I think, to talk about because there's a lot of light bulb moments, I think, that are going to go off for you if you can relate to this. Because we've talked to a lot of people who are like, yeah, but I don't really know if intuitive eating is for me because I don't really need to heal my relationship with food because I've never done diets. I've never subscribed to Weight Watchers. I've never logged in at, at meetings. I've never weighed in. I've never logged points or tracked calories. So is intuitive eating for me? Yes. And if let's say you haven't gone down the actual dieting route, like Jenna said, but you are feeling still like something's off with eating, maybe you still feel guilty for certain things. Maybe there's some binging sessions that happen and are, are going on. Or maybe you're still like, I feel like I should lose weight. So I'm just going to watch what I eat. I feel like I should just eat things in moderation, but that doesn't like feel great. Like it almost feels kind of like you're punishing yourself because you feel like you need to. That's actually a sign. Yeah. <laughs> and we get into a lot more signs within this podcast episode, but we want to bring that to your attention because you don't have to be on a quote unquote textbook diet to need to heal from dieting. Yes. Yep. And especially if you, I think the, the biggest red flag is if you have any lasting thoughts about food after you eat, before you eat, any any shame or guilt that accompanies your food, if you have any regret after you eat something, that's a huge sign that number one, you need to listen to this episode because I think it's going to be eye-opening for you. And number two, you you do have some type of healing that would really benefit you when it comes to the way that you think and feel about food. Yes, definitely. Also, one other thing, like let's say you have um, a family member, friends that have specific beliefs around food and they have kind of rubbed off on you. And now that you're kind of thinking about it, it's not something that you want to live by, but it's something you've been conditioned to to do and to, to I guess, practice within your eating habits. Mm -hmm. So keep an eye on that. Yeah. So, so much good stuff coming in this episode and stay tuned um, in the show notes of the episode, also in our Instagram bio at fit.and.social. We have some free downloads for you, some resources to check out. So we talk about that more in the episode, but make sure you tune in. All right, let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the, the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGA-effer, like don't give a or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGA effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGA effer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. Okay, so obviously if you have done diets in the past, like Weight Watchers, 21 Day Fix, if you have logged calories in MyFitnessPal or you've been tracking macros or you've been doing things 
on purpose to make your body smaller, to lose weight, then you know that you have been dieting, that you've, you know, gone down the diet culture path. In this episode, we are talking to you if you have not done those things, but you may have some kind of practices in place that still fall into that diet mentality. You might just not be aware of it. Yes. I think this is huge because we have talked about before different types of eaters. We have a podcast episode on that. So if you want to check that out, go check that one out. Uh, But this one is more so for you if you have specific rules around eating that maybe have developed from just what you've heard from family members, what you've heard from friends. Um, Maybe it's just a belief that you have, and maybe you don't know where it came from, but it's, it's not allowing you to truly eat what feels the best for you in terms of how you're going to feel within your body when you consume that food. So we want to give you a couple examples first um, so that you can kind of say, you know, am I somebody who is dieting, but I don't know that I'm dieting. Okay. So for example, here's one, I can have a sandwich, right? But I can only have half of it Mm -hmm. right there. You're putting a restriction on how much food you can consume, AKA that is dieting. Yep. I always think about this when I go to Panera because they have that you pick too. And I'm always in my head of like, well, I actually want the whole sandwich and I want a cup of soup or I want the sandwich and I want a little salad, but I do, I need to get the pick two and just eat half the sandwich so that I can be healthier and pair it with a salad. It's that has always been a rule that's overplayed in my head. So there's an example for you just to think about if that has happened to you as well. Yes. Another example is I'm hungry, but it's too soon to eat. So you have specific times that you allow yourself to eat, or if you had maybe just eaten breakfast and then you did a really hard workout and then maybe you're hungry kind of right after like, well, wait a minute, it's only 10 AM. I don't eat lunch until 1230 or one o'clock. So like, I'm not going to honor my hunger. I'm going to wait. That's dieting. Yep. And that's actually something that we are going to work on in our full step-by-step intuitive eating course that we're, that we're in the process of creating because that it's such a mind game when you're hungry, but you don't think you should be yet. And, and my husband, actually, we just had this conversation because he was eating like protein packed waffles for breakfast when I was buying those. And then we actually decided to go back to like the good old fashioned Eggo waffles, just because I had restricted those for a long time. And it was interesting because he's like, he, he said, it's weird. I used to have three waffles in the morning when we had like the protein packed ones and I was not hungry for hours. But when I have the Eggo ones, I'm hungry by 8 a.m. And so it was just a good conversation. And that's something, just an example of something that we're going to cover in our, our, Uh, program this summer, because nutrition does play a role in terms of like how long you're hungry. If, if you need to eat sooner, if you need to eat later, but if you are constantly second guessing your hunger, that's a sign that you're trapped in that diet mentality. Yep. For sure. Another sign is I overate yesterday. So I should eat less today. 
So if you're like, oh, I ate, you know, way too many Oreos yesterday, or I went out for ice cream with my family and I ate, you know, a medium instead of a small, or even if you had a small, I had ice cream yesterday. So today I'm going to eat just fruits and vegetables and lean proteins, or maybe you had more carbs than what you typically allow yourself to have. So then you're going to cut carbs for breakfast or cut carbs throughout the day, the next day that's dieting. Or maybe you kind of loosen the reins a little bit over the weekend went out with some friends or went out with your partner and, and ate, drank, whatever. If you wake up on Monday morning and you're like, okay, I need to reel things back in. I need to, to tighten the reins a little bit. Same thing. Still an example of dieting. Yep, definitely. Now there's a difference between let's say you let your, you had fun and you went out with whoever and had drinks and had certain food items and you wake up the next day and you choose a food item because it's going to make you feel better. Like in terms of like physically in your body, like, oh, I'm really wanting to have a meal with like a, a healthy carb and some good protein and a good healthy fat, because I know it's going to make me feel physically and mentally the best. That's different. The if you're choosing it as a punishment mentality, if you're choosing something as, well, I don't want to get fat or I need to lose weight, or you have some fear behind it, that's dieting creeping in. We want to help you change that mindset to be like, well, if you're not feeling great, because maybe you had too many beers, or maybe you ate a burger and fries and a milkshake and you're like, well, I just don't feel good. And then you decide to choose an option that's going to make you feel better, but you have no fear of gaining weight. You have no guilt from what you did the night before. That's different. Yep. Absolutely. Another example would be just wanting to eat things, but having that like second, second guessing it, like I really want ice cream, but I probably shouldn't. It's really high in sugar, or I really want to have a cookie, but, oh, I probably don't really need it. If you're having that kind of internal dialogue going through your head and you're not able to just enjoy the food and move on in any way, shape or form, that is a sign that diet culture has, has crept into the back of your mind. Yes. And now I want to point out that we do understand that if you have a medical condition, like you're diabetic or something of that nature, and you do need to watch your sugar intake, obviously you're doing that to like make your body feel the best it possibly can. Cause if you eat too much sugar, then you're not going to feel great. That's a whole nother conversation we're talking about right now with somebody who does not have to watch their sugar for whatever, for a diabetic reason that if you're choosing things because they're too high in sugar, that's diety. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. want to clarify that. Right. Right. Well, and, and truly, I mean, the whole point of eating intuitively is to learn what makes your body feel good and, and choose foods that feel good to you. And sometimes that can mean they feel good emotionally too, but mm-hmm. it's not like going against medical diet. Like if you have Crohn's disease or something like that, and you have to monitor your food intake in that aspect, like we're not saying disregard any diagnoses you have, or if you are vegan or vegetarian, like that's not, it's not what we're talking about. We're talking about if you're making choices for the sole purpose of losing weight. Yes. And like, if you're choosing to be vegan, I know we're kind of getting off a little bit on tangent, but I want to stress this. If you choose to be vegan or vegetarian or whatever, like that's a choice. Like, obviously that's not a medical condition for some people, like why they need to choose that option, but you're choosing it for like ethical reasons 
choose it, do it and eat things that make your body feel good. Just don't choose it and do it for the sole purpose of shrinking your body. Cause that's going to cause a lot of issues, which we've addressed in many podcast episodes. Yep. All right. So a couple more things we want to talk about and, and kind of take this in a couple different directions in terms of, well, how do I know I'm, I'm actually dieting or, or not? Is this creeping in? Um, we want to talk about exercise and then we t- want to talk about something called what the hell effect. <laughs> and, oh man, I, we read this in our intuitive eating workbook and this hit home. It was funny. Lauren highlighted it. And then I brought it to Lauren's attention. I was like, Lauren, this is you. And we were talking about different parts of it. it was, so the, what the hell effect is basically like, if you feel like you have already screwed up your diet or, or blown up the day, then you either give up and start over tomorrow, or you punish yourself by like making up for it with workouts. And I was the person who would just, well, today's shot better start over tomorrow. Or if it was a weekend, I'd be like, well, diet starts Monday. And I would do have that mentality. Whereas Lauren was more like, I need to go run five miles to make up for the fact that I ate X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I feel like in those, when I was doing that, um, there was times where I wasn't quote unquote on a specific diet. Um, I was just really watching what I was eating. I was eating things in moderation. So if you use those terms, that's a dieting term. Or um, even eating clean. That's another yeah. dieting term. Yes. Clean eating, anything that's really that you're labeling to help you lose weight. I mean, you're creating a specific diet, like you're creating a diet and I created many diets of my own in the past. Um, but when I would break my diet rules, then I would punish myself with, with exercise. And then I would, you know, go back to my dieting rules. And when I would break them, I would punish myself with exercise. And like Jenna said, when she would have her diet, like if let's say, Jenna, was there ever a time where you kind of made up your own diet in your head where you were like, okay, I'm just going to like eat better today. And mm-hmm. well, I think I always, I always just tried to like, I, I never knew what my body actually needed. So I would always beat myself up when I didn't make a healthy choice, like regardless of what else I'd eat in that day. Like if I did anything that I thought was unhealthy, I would be mad at myself. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my like lowest of low points. I had no balance in my life whatsoever. Um, and it was like, you know, if I'd eat one brownie, then it was, I had failed. So I'm just going to continue eating it. I'm going to eat all the brownies until I don't want them anymore. And then I'm going to basically like, I'm going to get this out of my system. So I'm going to get every, eat everything I want to. So then I can start fresh and start over and get back in control. That was my mentality with it. Um, yep. And there were times that I would say, oh, I need to go do an extra workout or I need to go run or I need to go do whatever. But I never actually would follow through with the workout. I would feel worse about myself when I said those things and then I would eat more. Mm -hmm. See, I would be riddled with anxiety if I didn't go do that exercise. Like I would be almost like unbearable to, I couldn't focus on anything else. Like people would might like, relatives, family members, people would be trying to talk to me, friends. And if I didn't go get that workout in, I could not focus on anything else in my life. Like it had to be done. So like, I would make myself do it because I needed to function. I needed to move on with my life and it wouldn't let me, I could not. 
I, I really do get that. Um, I felt like that too. Like I couldn't mentally move past the fact that I had overeaten, binge eaten, but I didn't have like a way to release that because I never did the workouts. I just beat myself up and was in a shitty mood for a lot of my life. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh And so let's talk about exercise then for a second, because when we talk about signs, you're dieting and don't know what we were really focused on, like how you are with food. Okay. Uh But let's talk about how you approach exercise. And we want to mention this because exercise can be diet culture. If you make it Uh okay, we are not anti-exercise. I love exercise. I love moving my body. I love lifting weights. I personally really enjoy exercise. Mm -hmm. Now there's a difference between exercising to be strong. There's a difference between exercising because you want to have the energy all day and have more sustained energy. And you want to be able to keep up with your kids and You just want to feel like you want to get the endorphins that come with exercise. Like if that's why you're exercising, then that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I have exercised for those reasons a lot in my life, but I also wanted to lose weight every time. Like there was like times in my life where I was like, no, I truthfully do want to be strong. Like I really, truly do. I want to be able to lift heavy. I want to be able to do push-ups. I want to be able to be active with my, my children. Those were reasons, but it always was backed up with, but I also want to be in the best shape physically so that I look a certain way so that I fit into a certain number of like pant size or whatever. There was never a time that I genuinely just worked out. Well, actually there was one time that was in softball days. (laughs) I wasn't focused on the way I looked for the first time ever. Um, but also those workouts were horrible and I didn't enjoy them. Right. I, I honestly don't think there was ever been a time in my life that I haven't, I've always worked out to lose weight always. It's never been about those other things for me. So now that I'm going through my healing journey through intuitive eating and also intuitive movement. I mean, that's a huge part of this. That's something I'm really focusing on. And I honestly think the exercise part has been tougher for me than the food part, because it's just, it's so deeply ingrained that I work out to lose weight. So I'm really working on healing in that aspect and finding things that make me feel good versus like following a strict workout program every single day of the week. And It's been interesting. Well, I feel like at least personally for me, exercise is easier to control than food is when I was dieting. Like I felt like, okay, this workout program just says day one, you do this workout, it lasts 30 minutes. And if I press play or if I go to the gym or whatever I do, and I just do it, it's done. Mm-hmm. I just, I do it once and, and, and I'm done and eating, you know, you have to eat to live. You don't have to exercise to live. So well, I feel like exercise is almost easier to get hyper, at least for me to get hyper obsessed with and almost be like, well, if I eat bad, I always can count on my psycho exercising to level me out. Yep. I think for me, it was more a sense of control because it was, you know, food is like, 
there's a lot of gray area when it comes to food and Mm -hmm. with exercise, it was more white and black. Like I had a workout calendar and I could just cross off the day. Like this is done. I did it day two. Am I going to do it or am I not? And it was just like, it it wasn't like a, a gray area in any aspect. It was just like done or not done. So we want you to think about that. Think about your reasons if you're active right now, or if you're not active right now, think about why you move your body. Mm -hmm. What goes into your reasoning behind going to the gym, going on a walk, going to a class, doing a home workout program, whatever it is that you're doing, why are you doing it? And are you being too, too strict with yourself because you want to lose weight? Mm -hmm. Or why are you not doing it? Mm-hmm. Why are you not like, if you are like s- something in you, you're like, I don't exercise. Now we also need to understand what your definition of exercise is because some people's definition of exercise is like doing a hit workout with a lifting program and going to the gym and running on the treadmill for a certain amount of time. And then some other people's version of exercise is like going on a hike and riding a bike around the neighborhood just for fun, like with your kids, or, you know, maybe you walked the amusement park with your kids that day. That's your exercise. Now for me, I didn't view that as exercise, but now that I'm in intuitive movement, it is like doing that stuff is freaking exercise. So don't ever underestimate your movement, please, please don't. But if you're, if in your head, you're like, Ooh, I don't exercise hell to the no. I want you to journal about that. Like a, what does exercise mean to you? What does it look like? How have you been taught that exercise is supposed to be like, what is exercise to you? And why are you choosing not to do that? So if in your head, you're like, I will never do a hit workout. I will never run a marathon. I will never run a 5k. I will never do whatever then. Okay. But do you understand there's other ways to move your body that could be enjoyable for you and will probably help you in the long run in terms of like how you feel. And so I feel like getting deep in terms of what exercise means for you is really going to help you to just determine like your beliefs around exercise and your feelings around exercise, because I do think exercise is important Uh for longevity and for making you feel good and to help your mood. I really do. But there's a fine line between using it for that and using it for weight loss punishment and, and getting into disordered eating and things like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, hopefully we opened your eyes in this episode that how exercise can be a form of hidden dieting. You know, I mean, we've talked to a lot of people who don't realize that just the habits they have are, are diety. (laughs) And so I would encourage you as well. I mean, really think about you. What rules do you have in place right now when it comes to food as well as exercise? Do you relate to some of the things that we talked about in here? Is that something that, that you want to start working through? So if this spoke to you and if you are, are now kind of saying, Ooh, I don't know if I am eating as intuitively as I thought I was, <laughs> then we would love for you to grab our free download. If you have not yet, it's called ditch the diet your first steps to intuitive eating, basically. So in that, you can just click the notes or the show notes. We're going to have it linked there. It's a PDF that's going to come your way and really just help educate you on how to take those first steps into healing your relationship, healing your relationship with food and healing from dieting, 
even if you've never been on a formal diet. Yes. And I think there's a quiz in there that's going to really open your eyes to just let you see like how awake is your intuitive eater right now? And definitely, I feel like if you're a person who's like, I've never dieted, but as you listen to this episode, you're like, oh, maybe I have, <laughs> like, I definitely have. Um, when you take that quiz, you're definitely going to find pieces and parts that need healed. Cause I feel like this is a touchy subject where I'm not dieting. So I don't need healed, but this quiz and our freebie is going to show you the pieces and parts, um, that needs some, some healing. And I promise when you do heal, whatever you need healed, you're going to have a way better relationship with your body, with food, with exercise, even relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely. So go grab that. It's linked in the show notes and we will see you next time.